I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. So, talent. I've been listening to a ton of podcasts. I know you have too, because you had a road trip, and apparently you're supposed to have somewhere between five and 35 minutes of inane chit chat yes, before oh, starting the show. Have you noticed totally. that? Yeah, I know. I totally have noticed that in a lot of them. In fact, actually, we were started listening to a new podcast and we were listening to it and we're like, this is supposed to be one of the best podcasts out there. This is lame because they kept talking and we weren't like, we didn't get in the flow of that. I totally get it. You're, you've nailed it. So we've been doing it wrong for over a year because we yes. just start our show. Right. Yeah. No, so we're supposed to really me- talk about How's yeah. your day? What do you have for breakfast? And throw in some f bombs because that's also a big thing. For that is first. very good. A lot of profanity, and I, I agree. Yes, yeah, so I started out, and and the day started really nice for me. Actually, I'm not interested. Here. Let's get started. No, okay, Welcome to I right. Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host Jeff, and I'm your host Jeff. And with us tonight, as always, we've got sound engineer Tom. Check one two. Check one two. The doc is here. Aloha. And uh, somewhere out lost in the nether regions of Zoom and everywhere else is producer Joe. But he is here with us in uh, spirit. Somewhere behind the curtain. Behind the curtain, right. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning into our show. Well, we it's are- not my nether regions. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> everyone should check. Everyone should check. <laughs> You're squirming around a lot there. It's producer Joe. <laughs> Folks, we're lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, beer mecca within a beer mecca. We're friends who love sharing beers and telling stories, so we made it a podcast. Thanks for listening, and we ask you to please share our podcast with your beer-drinking friends. And as always, please follow us on our social media. We have I Like Beer, the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And then on Twitter, we're at I Like Beer, the Po one, and I Like Beer, the Ta one. Uh, make sure you check out our website. We've got a lot of uh, cool pictures from some of our field trips and, and and some other new information. That's at ilikebeerthepodcast.com. Yes, we just updated the website. Go to the homepage and you can subscribe for our upcoming newsletter. Uh, great. Find out what our individual top 10 beers are. We won't spam you with a bunch of crap. It's just a quarterly newsletter uh, to let you in on our world and the beers we're drinking and what's going on with us. So, there's always this weird Monday bump on the site. When you look at it, there's a huge spike. So that yeah. tells me that listeners, you hear us say, I like beer, the podcast.com and you go check it out. We sure appreciate that. So keep listening, sharing, liking, following, subscribing, commenting, send us a message. When you have a question or a suggestion for us, you can message us on social media or shoot us an email at I like beer, the podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Download our things, get your family to download it, get your friends to download, get your enemies to download it. Everyone sure. likes beer. Pretty sure everyone shows an appreciation for beer. Everybody loves beer or yes. loves someone who loves beer. Exactly. So it's it's a pretty much a no-brainer. Doc's got an enormous family and they're all they're they have shirts. They got the whole deal, right? Oh Doc? Yeah, yeah. They got it all. It's a mini clan. Yeah. We are already enjoying a beer, if you can't tell. We hope you've cracked open a beer. We're drinking a beer sent to us by our friend Kayla at Ballast Point, manager over there at Miramar. This is a research and development brew from the Roots to Boots Experimental Beer Selection. It's available at the Miramar location until it runs out. They brewed it at the Little Italy location, so my guess is it's available there too. It's a Rausch beer, which is a unique and hard-to-find style. 
Yeah, I would agree. I'm going to try and get the name right because I it's I'm trying to read off the side of the crowler here. It's called Schlankenlersch or something like that. Schlankerlersch. Pronounced Schlong. Uh, is that no? Is that what it is? Schlankerlersch, I think is what it is. But it is a Rausch beer, and uh, we've had actually this style before from Three Mile Brewing. Uh, theirs was called the Burnt Reynolds. A little easier to say, but uh, <laughs> it's a style that kind of traces back to uh, a place in Germany called Bamberg. I know we've all been there before or heard of it. Um, and really what this is, it's a smoked lager. Um, and so they take that barley and that they smoke it over an open flame to get kind of that smokiness taste to this beer. So it's always, it is a very unique beer, a very unique style. Like I said, I, I really like it. I, I don't know if it would be something like I would drink every night, but I think it's definitely a, a unique style of beer. And it's very tasty. I would 100% drink this every night in November, December, January. Right, yeah. Like the, the dark, right. early darkness. It, yeah. It's very different than the Three Mile, which looks like a kind of coppery end of the lager, like a fest beer coloring to it. This one is uh, a very dark beer. I, I have in my notes and I, I had a big question mark next to it. Cause it said, you know, how to describe the body of a beer. And one of them said Husky. And I thought, when am I ever going to use that? But actually yeah, I think it, this beer, I think that nails this a, beer actually a Husky body, smoky, yeah. malty. It has, they, Kayla was very nice. She sent us 32 ounce growlers of the yeah. 7.2% beer. And with technical difficulties, we have been working our way through the 32 ounces. Yeah, I'm getting probably ready. down to two ounces left and, <laughs> at this point. And I'm starting to pick up as it's warmed up a little bit. Uh, some of the vanilla notes in there. Yeah. Some of the vanilla sweetness. It's not a sweet beer, but it does have a vanilla sweetness that I didn't notice at first. And the malt, which I love the malty. So if you like an Oktoberfest, a Marzan, imagine a smoked vanilla-sweeted yeah, version good. of it. Great That's what this Roush beer is like. With Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a fan. This this is working for me. Well, I'm going to save half this crowler for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got a little, yeah. little bacon, a bill bacon flavor afterwards. That smoke, yeah. yeah, you pick <laughs> up the smoke and it's bacon, don't yeah. you, Doc? Yeah. yeah. Well, what yeah, would you yeah. get? What would you score it, Doc, on our, our one through five? You know, initially I would have said, oh, like a 3.2, but the more I drink it, the more it's creeping up into the four range. And I agree with you. I think as it warms up, it's definitely one of those beers that you don't have to drink it ice cold. As it warms up, you start to get some of those other flavors out of it. I put it in like a 4.25, like right in that range. I think it's really good. And like I said, it's a unique style, so it's something different than your normal you know, typically what we drink, like an IPA or a lager or, you know, Pilsner or, or any of those types of beers, even even like if you, you normally drink, you know, like a brown ale or that kind of stuff, just that smokiness is really, it's kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a really unique flavor. I, I really like it. Tom and I usually agree on the dark smoked beers. This is something, this is in our, one of our wheelhouses. What do you think, Tom? What, what would you score this? Uh, I'm right there with you guys. It's a, a solid four two five, maybe a four five even. Yeah. And Doc hit it on the head. I taste the bacon notes too. And influencer, you might remember this one: the Port Brewing Pizza Ports Bacon and Egg. Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of that one a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, it's a four two five for me. So uh, it's been a while, but Will's ready. Yeah. What's it in your lips? It's so good. Thanks, Will. And thank you, Kayla, for sending us 32-ounce crawlers of this. Thanks, Kayla. Uh, Thanks, Kayla. Like I said, I think for a lot of people, it's time to recheck out Ballast Point now, independent brewing company uh, or an independent brewer, and they are doing a lot of really great stuff, especially at some of those experimental stuff that they're coming out with, um, You know, whether you're at Craft Brew Mart or, or down at Little Italy, but yeah. uh, great beers. San Diego's own. Yep. 
today, apparently, we're also the I like cider the podcast, or at least I'm willing to give ciders a chance the podcast, as we're going to be joined by listener Jack Bergon. 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 I believe. He'll tell us. Who has convinced producer Joe, who slipped out behind the curtains, to have Maybe us. that's why Joe has slipped out behind the curtains. Yeah. He didn't realize yeah, he, he was going to bring ciders on us today. Yeah, he doesn't want the, the feedback on this. Yeah. Uh, is anyone else bringing... Now, full transparency, I don't like regular apple juice and apple cider. It's just not my thing. But if nothing else, I'm willing to learn. And, you know, I was the same guy who said... Sour is not a beer, and now I love yeah. sours uh, that I'd never have a Belgian. And Joe and I enjoyed a Belgian a couple weeks ago that was just rock solid. So I, I'm willing to learn, but I am fighting some biases as I come in. Anyone else? I would agree with you. I, I actually do like apple juice, but I, I have yet to really have too many ciders that I will, I've been like, wow, that's great. I'm gonna I'd order I'd order one of those over a typical menu, but I'm, I'm ready to be uh, convinced. I was convinced. And I'm, like I said, I, I, I moved very quickly off of the, uh, uh, no sours to now I'm a very quickly. Def- yeah. You define very quickly <laughs> in, right. in terms of redwood trees. That's true. That is true. But so now I'm, I'm pretty much a sour. I don't know what you would call What would you call it? Sour whore? I guess you would call me now. <laughs> something along those lines. Sour so. winch is ballast. Point sour winch to use more ballast point terminology. I am a sour winch. Like I will order a sour now first. So, Who's to know? Maybe in another short time of a year or so, I might end up being a cider guy. What's that keg in your closet right now? Exactly. <laughs> right now, let's meet Jack. Let's meet Jack. Jack. Welcome to the show, Jack, a.k.a. Berg. Thank you. Glad to be here. Can it be the Berg? Uh, just Berg. Is just it Berg. Bergon or Bergon? How? It's Bergen. Berg. Bergen. Oh, <laughs> wrong on both points. Wow. Bergen, this is serious research done for the show. How do you pronounce the, the guest's name? I don't know. We'll find out when he gets here. <laughs> Once again, I'd like to thank Caleb for sending us 32 ounces of the Rauch beer. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Jack represents the burgeoning youth movement listening to I Like Beer, the podcast. What makes us so hip with the kids? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think podcasts in general are a pretty hip medium amongst Gen Zers like myself. And uh, specifically, I think you're a pretty humorous group of old dudes. And <laughs> that resonates I well. That with, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. What? I didn't hear people. what he said. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> didn't take long for I the first shot. Off said, Get off cool. my lawn. <laughs> right, Grand Torino. so the kids love us is really what you're getting at yeah that's what i heard that's what i took out of all that absolutely love you guys (laughs) and you joined us today jack with a special purpose to help the ilb team better appreciate the cider so how about we get into one let's do it what's up first um let's start with the the pineapple because i i already poured myself that one oh very good is this the ace the Ace Pineapple Cider. Ace is the place. Full disclosure, I'm not a big fan of this one, but Uh-oh. it's pretty polarizing. I know people either love it or hate it. So, okay. I'm just glad you didn't bring a bunch of seltzers here tonight to try and get us to like no, seltzers. So yeah. I appreciate that. Thank Joe's you. Got some hole, I have, I have an open mind tonight. Uh, I have a disclosure. But it my smells stomach. delicious. It smells exactly like pineapple juice. Yeah, and but, I and I love pineapple. 
My son was having people over to play beer die yesterday, and they didn't even play with beer. They played with seltzers. I'm like, come on, you're gonna play beer die. You gotta at least play with beer. Gotta watch those carbs. That's, I guess that's oh, right. That's please. <laughs> Jack, I'm gonna give you some words of advice that round is a shape. Just know that. So, so you want to get forward. into shape, round is yeah. a shape. Round is a shape. Actually, I'm a fan of this. Cheers. It's very sweet. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Cheers. So Thank you for bringing these. Ace Pineapple Craft Cider, 5%. I said I don't like uh, apple cider and, and apple juice, but I really like pineapple. Yeah. And this is just all pineapple. Yeah, it this is. It's just pineapple. a pineapple juice bomb. I feel like it has a hint of apple in the finish. A little bit. But there is definitely a little hint of apple. Yeah. Very pineapple forward. I can't believe how sweet it is. Uh, I'm going to point this out there just because I feel like uh, considering our audience tonight, maybe it is gluten-free, it is vegan, and there's no sugar added. So it sounds like it's pretty much good for you. No sugar added in both the uh, ciders tonight. Yeah. And I can probably count this as one of my fruits for the day. So I I'm going to guess that. it's your first fruit of the day. Knowing it, you. it is actually my first fruit of the day. <laughs> and since there's apple in it, I'm going to count it as two fruits. So now I've had two fruits today. So I'm feeling pretty good in my triangle of, or my pyramid of food. So thank you, guys. I thought you were around. Okay. so Working on it, man. Working on it. This is great. So I I, I quite enjoy this. this actually, is, I agree. This is I, quite I, good. It's refreshing. It's a, it's a little sweet for me. If they yeah. dialed the sweet back, I give it a four. But three seven five for something I was sure I was going to hate is fantastic. I and would agree with you on that. So I, I, I think if they could come out with a way to kind of soften that sweetness at the end, get a little more balance in the finish. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually it's very tasty. I would I would drink these. I think the wives the wives would like this. If I was at a party and there were no beer, I would drink this. Bring in some bitterness and turn it into a mosaic IPA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there Doc's taking it down. Mm. Yeah, College Doc, style. Doc, Doc is just uh it's good. Pound, pounded that one. This the is wives, a the wives would like it, this, me, I think. I agree with that one. It gives me flashbacks to the Dole Plantation in uh Hawaii. Right. Makes me want like a pina colada or something. With cider in hand, it's time for toast. Roast and pour one out. Thanks for joining us for Toast, Roast, and Pour, Jack. We appreciate that. Oh, I'm sorry. The Berg. Yeah, Berg. <laughs> the Berg, just Berg, no The Berg. I added The. I, I think oh, that, add, I think that cool. just gives him some panache. The Berg. <laughs> so, I like it. He, he's Berg, but the ladies call him The, the Berg. The Berg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're toast. I have our first toast for tonight. And I'm tasting Joe Martell, or the ladies called Joe Martell, comedy writer. He wrote out the lexicon for the pandemic. In these dark times, we need some special vocabulary for things that are coming up. And he wrote out in the New Yorker a, a new lexicon vocabulary for dealing with the pandemic. And I thought I'd share some of them with you. I know that I experienced three of these today myself. His first vocabulary word for the pandemic is mask hole. Oh. <laughs> what, what do you think a mask hole is? Um. I'm going to say that's the hole you put your mask over. <laughs> You're too nice. Am I wrong? You're always so nice. Oh. Individual who wears his mask in a way that makes it completely ineffective, e.g. below the nose, under the chin, or on the back of his head is a full-on mask hole. Mask I saw a few of those on my trip to Texas. I will say that. <laughs> Face naked. Oh. 
That's someone without a mask. No mask. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, that, State of facial that. exposure that occurs when an individual declines to wear a mask in public. For example, Pence went all face naked to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? A body mullet. Oh, wow. Body mullet. Body mullet. Think of Zoom meetings. Ah. Uh. Dress shirt on top, shorts on bottom. Yeah, that's right. Ah, Business that's on the top. Nice. Party. Well done, Jack. Well done, Jack. Well nice. done, Bert. What most people wear during a Zoom meeting. That's right. Which I'm going to be wearing for the next semester of school. <laughs> <laughs> over distancing. Oh, like people that are over extreme in terms of their yeah, social yeah. distancing? They think six yeah. feet is 10 yards? Yeah. <laughs> and they back you up in the line at Costco all the way right. up to where all the major traffic is right, because right, they, they've right. held the line. That's perfect. And my favorite of his list was the germaphobe, formerly a crazy person like Howard Hughes, but now everyone except crazy people. Yeah. I'm just going to throw one out there because I know it's not that, but how great does it feel when you walk out of the store and you get back to your car and you finally get to like take your mask oh, off? Right. It's like like the things that we never had to deal with before. It's like, it is really kind of crazy. I just think it's kind of funny how, how that plays out. I got one more there for you, Jeff. Um, getting mask fished. Uh-oh. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> well, do you know what getting catfished is? Oh, yes. Oh. So it's when you think someone's cute with their mask on, and uh, they take it off. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> we used to call that back in our day, I think we called that like a 50-yarder or a 60-yarder. <laughs> <laughs> or like a three-beer or a four-beer, like at, at a certain amount. Like a 50 yards, yeah, that person looks really good, but you get real close. You're like, uh, or after two beers, that person, yeah, but by four beers, hey, that person's looking pretty good. Wayne so. and Garth called that a scud. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> that's a good one. Mask fish. I didn't realize that. Oh, that that's fantastic. Well, a toast to that. and thank you to Joe Martle for giving us new term to describe the world we're now living in. Yeah. Thank you. Plus, it's just kind of fun to be able to look at some things with humor. There's way too much stuff that's way too serious nowadays. So to take a little, you know, some of this will be hopefully at some point in the soon future, we'll be able to look back and laugh at a lot of this. Tom, do you have a toast for us? I do. Surprisingly, Uh-oh. I know, right? You've changed, man. You've changed. I know. Wow. I've, I've gone the other extreme here. So I wanted to give a shout out to Bob Sportle of Princeburg. He's not a mask hole, is he? He he's might be not. It sounds he, like a he's mask actually, hole. You know, this, this is one of those heartwarming stories. I, I must say, I must say he's a Minnesota man who sold his. Did he die? Thanks, Doc. <laughs> he didn't die, I don't think. I think so. No, he did not That's die. We're toasting him, Doc. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. we're toasting him, Doc. We're not pouring it out yet. We're, we're, not, yet. Not, we're, not, we're not at pouring one out yet. Yeah, we're not right. at pouring one out. So he's a Minnesota man who sold his 1957 Chevy pickup truck that he'd been driving for 44 years for $75. What? Now, what's special about $75 besides the fact that it's just $75? It's the same price he paid for it nice. decades ago. Ah. So why why do you think he'd sell it for $75? Uh, dementia? Well, <laughs> <laughs> he bought it for $75 in his early 20s and drove that thing around for, like I said, over 44 years until he retired from farming. And then drove it around for another five years after that around town. He then sold it to... Tom Lenstra, the grandson of John Vanderveen, who originally sold the truck to Sportle. I oh, love this story. Wow. That's a good story. Cool. Yeah. 
The truck has obviously taken on a unique value, but Sportle decided to sell it for what he paid for it. I quote, it's going to the family, so that's the most important thing, Sportle said. And then Tom Lenestra, the grandson, said, it's like riding with my grandpa again. Wow. Feel good story right there. That's nice. Yeah, I agree. Toast to Bob Sportle. Ladies call him Bob Sportel. Yes. I, I take back my dementia my dementia statement. Sorry, I take that back. Yeah. Love that story, Tom. Any more toasts or are we on to roast? I got one toast if you want. I, it's, that's a hard one to follow because, like I said, that's a pretty nice story. But love this story. one, I think, I know we've we've proven already in the past that we're we're big shark guys on this podcast, especially as we gear up towards our, our next shark beer podcast coming up in this couple of weeks. But I have some great news for, for those of you that were fans of the movie Jaws. So there's a group uh, that is basically of just kind of uh, movie buffs and ocean advocates that are turning an old lobster fishing vessel into a replica of the Orca, nice. which was the, the boat that was captained by Captain Quint in the movie Jaws. So they're creating a new one. And you're uh, it's happening in Martha's Vineyard. Is it bigger? Uh, I don't know if they're going to need a bigger boat, ah. but they are going to call it the Orca 3. And basically, uh, when it's finished, it's going to be used as an educational tool to help public understand sharks and as a research vehicle for scientists. So I thought that was pretty cool that they're retrofitting this boat right now to create the Orca 3, and it's going to be an exact replica of the boat that was in the movie nice. Jaws. So nice. thought that was pretty cool, and I know we're big fans of that and that, mo- and that movie, so I'm going to give them a toast because I, I, I like it when, when things are repurposed, but also repurposed in a cool way. Love it. All right. Are we on to roasts? We are moving on to roasts. But I'm going to get my roast over with since I'm feeling a little punchy. Okay. I got a roast for Lee Price of Houston, Texas, who received $1.6 million in COVID PPP relief funds to support his multiple businesses and dozens of employees during the COVID pandemic. Nice guy, right? Yeah, sounds good. But so what's he doing on the roast category? He's doing what he can to take care of his employees, right? All right. So far, so good. Did he go to Vegas? With the money. Here's the hitch. <laughs> he doesn't have any employees. Oh. He has no businesses either. He created fraudulent documents for multiple businesses and had the relief money sent to different bank accounts, thinking he could hide it that way. Then he uh. bought himself a first a $14,000 Rolex watch and then a $330,000 Lamborghini Jeez. as part of a million-dollar spending spree. He's been arrested for fraud. Now, where did he get such an idea? Perhaps from a Florida businessman, I'm using air quotes here, named David Hines, who used his $3.9 million in COVID funds to buy a Lamborghini, as well as other things. Hines' lawyer says, oh, he's a legitimate businessman, and you don't understand he's suffering terribly from this whole coronavirus shutdown, and he made the purchase simply as a way to raise his spirits for how blue he is. Yeah. Because after all, he had had originally applied for $13 and only got 3.9. That's tough. That is rough, rough, rough. It is rough times. Hines has also been arrested, so double double roast there. Reminder, kids, this is our taxpayer money being sent out. Yeah, to Florida and Texas, and I'm sure there are, are others. There are and many I, I, others. I, I know we all have or know people who have businesses who have applied for this, these funds to keep their it. employees afloat and give them a chance that have either been denied or got shut down on, on some right. of the funding. And here are these two jackasses. 
Right. I'm going to I'm going to double up on that one real quick. I didn't even come up with this one, but my roast to that is going to be where is the regulation? Who's 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 overseeing this kind of stuff to to do that cuz that's really sad. And I guess maybe that we didn't think of it. But um oh, that's a different story for another day. But yeah, who's who's overseeing this? Someone should be be following. Well, oh, I think this. someone's no- overseeing it and why these yeah. funds went straight through to Texas and and Florida and why our it's friends in California why. haven't got them. But that's it's the, probably once why. again right. cynic and me. That's probably yeah, but all right. That's a good roast. Wow, I like the it. ciders bring out the honesty in me. Ah, this is what does. this is why we don't drink whiskey on the uh, podcast. <laughs> Can we move to pour one out? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> pour one out. So I like I said again, pour one out. Looking for stuff. There's so many easy targets right now, so I'm trying to stay above board, staying within my theme of the toast and the fact that we are such a pro shark podcast here is that I'm actually pouring one out for sharks. I saw a stat on Twitter today that say that in 2019, uh, sharks killed five people. Okay. However, hippos killed 500. So I don't know why we're making a big deal about shark week and sharks. It sounds like it's time for hippo and hippo week because they are the true culprit or the true villain here. 500 people in comparison to five. So I'm pouring one out for sharks. I think their time is done. I think Discovery Channel Hippo Week will be here soon and we'll all enjoy it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please keep your hands and all other items inside the boat at all times. Don't worry. They're only dangerous when they wiggle their ears. Exactly. Oh, no. (laughs) Boom, boom. I always wanted to to do the Disney. That was my dream job as a kid. That's the Disney safari ride. Yeah. I never trusted the hippos, ear wiggling or not. Apparently that's they are the true true villain, and like I said, when we get finally to that uh, shark beer podcast thing, I'm going to throw hippos out there as the uh, um, you know <laughs> against bull sharks. I don't know. I'm 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 thinking now hippos are the thing we really got to be looking out for. And is that it? No more pours? Yeah, I mean everything else is way too easy, so I'm going to stick with hippos. Jack looks like he's got to pour one out. Yeah, he's got something on his mind. I can tell by looking at him. Oh. Uh. I guess pour one out for uh, Jerry Jones, uh, who wants to have every home game in front of a, a large stadium of people, which will probably only kill him in the short run. <laughs> so He might have been dead for many years by the look of him. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Plastic surgery has kept him alive. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's the only one I have off the top of my head. I thought, Jack, you were going to say pour one out for beer drinkers because the cider is amazing. (laughs) You know what I did? I I poured about a third of my cider into it's one part cider, two parts Roush beer. And I have created something wonderful here. If you have any left. I'm going to try that a little bit when I get down to the bottom of my. In the meantime, Maestro, this has been Toast Roast and Pour One Out. And we might be ready for a. Well, you guys are you're trying the mix. I see you're all. I'm trying, trying the, the Roush beer. So you're trying mix, that so mix. Hold on one sec here. I, I think we'll, we'll go to that. That's really good, actually. I I, I agree with you. <laughs> you're onto something here. Right. Well, people are always saying that I'm onto something. Is it on to something or on something? <laughs> tomato, tomato. I think the doctor has a cider limerick for us before we start oh. our second cider. Is the doc with us or is he still know. writing his limericks? A doc, do you have your limerick for cider? Yes, I do. Let's hear it. All right, here we go. 
There was a young lady from Clyde who ate a bad apple and died. The apple fermented inside the lamented, making cider inside her insides. Cheers. Nicely done. Cheers. That was fantastic. Cider number two, Jack. What do we got here, Jack? Uh, this is my personal favorite, kind of my daily driver. It's the Golden State Cider Brute. It's really good. Jack, I'm just going to give you a hint. You shouldn't drive, drink and drive. But oh. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, this one's really dry, um, not sweet at all. It's made with champagne yeast, which you can really taste. It's pretty muted, um, really covers your palate. And again, gluten-free, zero sugars, vegan-friendly. I didn't realize cider was so healthy for me. I might have to start switching, guys. I'm sorry. It's going to be your breakfast. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, cider's till noon. That's right. Uh, that's, that sounds like a mantra. Sour's till dark. That's good. And then? Roush beers. <laughs> Roush beers till bed. Mm-hmm. Wake up, repeat. Oh, now Joe's laughing. Now Joe, Joe approves of what we're doing now. Now you're being funny. Keep going. He showed himself from behind the curtain. It is very dry. This has a, it definitely has kind of almost like a champagne taste to it. I can honestly say I don't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you compare it to that, that pineapple one though? I love the pineapple one. I really like the pineapple. Like I wish that I like the dryness of this one. It doesn't have the sweetness of the pineapple, but I love the pineapple flavor. So I'd love a mesh of the two. They have a really good one, Golden State. You want a dry, crisp pineapple without with, with the sweetness dialed down. Yeah. Would you say the Golden State has one? They have a, a couple. They have a really good, um, it's like ginger grass flavored. It's a bit sweeter. Yeah. They also have a classic just cider that's also a bit sweeter, but I'm okay. more of a fan of the uh, not sweet stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The sweetness, um, a few sips. Right. But again, I'm a, a guy that likes, I really like bitter stuff. Right. I don't like tart stuff as much, but I like bitter stuff. Well, I'm enjoying both these ciders. So nice job with the choices. Right. Thank you, Jack. Yeah. Good picks on both of them. Thank you. And we got some questions for you. We know you love ciders, but what about beer? When you're, you are drinking beer, do you have some favorites and preferences? Yeah, most definitely. I like stouts a lot, IPAs, uh, brown ales, and sours. Love Guinness and Newcastle and Boddington's. Like it's kind of my favorite for beer. So you do like a little malty, uh, yeah, subdued sweetness to your beer. Definitely. And um, I actually had a phenomenal sour like a month ago. There's a, a local brewery here, Alvarado uh, Street Brewing Company in Monterey, mm-hmm. and they have a uh, our marshmallow tangerine sour. That sounds really good. Super good. So I dabble in sours. I tend to like the higher percents because I don't want to drink more than one. So just like a little tulip and then one and done. Oh, he's like a little mini doctor. That's right. Put some booze in it. (laughs) No wonder why the doctor likes him so much. It's his Padawan. Yeah. And what led you to uh, into craft beverages and ciders? Um, I guess just the natural cycle of a... a college guy, you know, you start with the cheap, crappy beer, and you can say Natty Light. Eventually, you can say that Natty gets on here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Natty Light. We're we're a Bush Light drinkers, and okay, up in uh, Isla Vista, and yeah, then uh, that progressed to crappy IPA. So you know, New Belgium and everything that <laughs> really hurts your stomach. So then I took kind of a I took a break for a while from you know beer as a whole, dabbled in some wine, and then uh, just kind of this last year, my senior year, I 
I spotted the Golden State Siders actually at first, and that was kind of my first uh, step into the cider scene. The rest is history. That's what you hit me up on Instagram. You said, have you had the Golden State Ciders? I remember that. <laughs> and I don't remember my response. I'm sure it was snarky. <laughs> and it then, wasn't the nicest. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the meanest, I'm sure. But I'm sure it wasn't uh, um, approving. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And then Joe said, you don't get to do the social media stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That sounds like Joe. Then he realized no one else was going to do it, so I got put back in charge. That's, yeah. that's how this podcast works. You're demoted. Oh, no one else will do it? You're promoted. <laughs> you got a raise, too, if memory serves. Yeah, that's right. Now, was your dad a beer drinker or a cider drinker? Do gin and tonics count? <laughs> okay, what dad drink? Let, let's rephrase. Hey, yeah. Jack, what did dad drink? And is he also called the Berg? <laughs> no, that's, that's Papa Berg. Papa Berg. Papa Berg. Oh, I like it. Dad's definitely probably a gin and tonic drinker, but if he had to choose a beer, his favorite is Grapefruit Sculpin. Oh, okay. Which I can't stand, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, don't, don't listen to that part. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Kayla. <laughs> We had a Aloha Sculpin. Which yeah. It's a good beer. Your your dad has great tastes. I'm going to say that right here. I'm going to point that out. Your dad has, your dad has ph- phenomenal taste. It's the Swedish taste. Bergen is Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> and since you know, you're finishing up your college career and moving forward, have you had a shift from drinking for quality instead of quantity now that you're a, you're a grad? Definitely a decrease in quantity since uh, graduating, which is a good thing. But uh, quality definitely has gone up. I've been trying newer things, and it's always nice coming home. I'm I'm currently living at home with my uh, my mom. So who isn't? Yeah. So it's <laughs> that's true. Me too. It's nice coming home to a, a fridge that's been stocked with beer. Can't complain about that. I agree. Thanks, mom. One of my thoughts was. Uh, when I started paying for beer, I suddenly became much more picky about, about what I was drinking. <laughs> Good point. Most definitely. And that's kind of also how like the whole evolution, like in my um, senior year of college, I had an internship the whole year. So suddenly had more money for a uh, nicer beer Move away from that bush light and stuff. How's the post-grad job hunting and in, in during the COVID era going? Has it caused you to drink more or less or what's going on with post-grad stuff? Um, it's heinous out there. It really is. Um, everyone's looking for a job. So competition's really fierce, but, um, but I actually just, uh, accepted a job offer last Wednesday. Congratulations. Been, uh, oh, all right. Doing orientation. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm stoked. I'm doing a uh, enterprise sales. Do they know about the cider stuff? Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah you, may not, you may not want to bring that up yet. <laughs> Keep this off my LinkedIn, whatever yes, you do. Yes, yes. So, I'm going to help you out, Jack, here, because when I heard we were doing ciders, in my typical fashion, I like to do a little research. So I went and looked for some cider facts to help you out. So this helps bolster your uh, resume. And uh, when people want to talk about or maybe they want to say something about your, you know, your cider uh, fetish, um, I'm going to say this. So you can tell them. You can tell them that back in the 14th century – Kids were baptized in cider because it was more yeah. sanitary than water. So, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. And President John Adams, I think probably one of our more popular presidents that we've had. 
he actually drank a, they call it a tankard. I'm not really sure what that actual measure is, but he, he drank a tankard of cider every morning because he believed it promoted health and he lived to 90. That's something to be said. So you're right. It is a, it is a breakfast drink. Right. You know, they talked about- 25 ounces. Yeah, 25 ounces. Uh, back in the day, farm workers were paid with four pints of cider a day. So again, it's something that people really enjoyed. And Captain Cook back in the day also uh, used to use cider to treat uh, the vitamin deficiencies that cause scurvy. So if you drink cider, uh, your chances of getting scurvy, very low, very low. So How those are things work things out well. for Captain Cook, by the way? And then I'm going to give you a little tip here. I, I found this out and I just discovered this. And I'm going to give you a little tip once you get into producing your own cider. Um, there's this thing called wassailing. It's an English custom, and it's uh, how you produce great cider. So wassailing, I'm assuming that's the pronunciation, but I'm not really sure. But basically, they they would use this to appease the deities of the apple trees, which was believed to necessary to ensure healthy crops. So how do you do this? How do you honor these spirits of the trees, of the apple trees? Uh, you need to place a jug of cider or a piece of cider-soaked toast on the biggest apple tree in your orchard. Okay, so that's the first step. Then you need to sing a chant or a song, okay? It doesn't say what song or chant, so that's really up to you. I'm going to leave that up to you. And then finally, you need to finish by banging on all the kettles that you have and blowing horns that will scare away any evil spirits that are lingering in your orchard. And that's how you practice wassailing, and that guarantees you great cider. That makes sense. I'm not going to charge anything for that advice. Um, I did find that on the internet. So it is actually readily available to everybody, but that's how you make great cider. That's what I found out. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I bet the mead mead advice is very similar. I, I think it actually, it might be actually, it might be on the, on the next page. Sacrificing said, a rabbit or, yeah. you know, a coney. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, what do you have prepared for us tonight? Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer, the hoppiest game show in podcast land. I'm your host, Dr. Todd. For those of you who have not heard this before, maybe Berg, here's how this game works. I'm going to name four beers. Actually, today it's ciders, and I'm throwing a loop. Today, three are not real ciders. Only one is a real cider. Today's a strange day. You got it? So I'm going to name four ciders. Only one is really a cider. So here we go. Cider number one. So Talent has been brewing beer. He's a cider brewing virgin. Hasn't brewed any ciders yet. But when he does brew a cider, it will be his first time in cider. That is cider number one. First first time in cider. (laughs) Okay. Cider number two. You see a bunch of YouTube videos on this one. It's for all these Charles Dickens fans, right? It's called Dickens Cider. Dickens Cider. Uh, Their slogan is, once you have your Dickens Cider, you'll feel better almost immediately. (laughs) And at at Christmas, a restaurant recommended pairing with Dickens Cider their hors d'oeuvres sweaty balls. So anyways. Sounds delicious. Cider number two is Dickens Cider. All right. All right. Cider number three is hardened cider. Got it. Cider number four is from Moiston, Australia, is moistened cider. Okay, <laughs> so one more time to recap. We've got first time in cider, Dickens cider, hardened cider, and moistened cider. So here we go. 
So we're going to start with the cider expert, Berg, which is the actual real cider. <sighs> I'm going to have to go with uh, Dickens Cider. Dickens Cider. Okay. Which is the real cider? I hope All my right. mom can't hear me. Sound man Tom, which is the real cider? First time in cider, Dickens Cider, Harden Cider, or Moist Cider? I'm going to go Moist Cider. Moist Cider. All right. Good luck, Tom. All right. All right. <laughs> Producer Joe, just to hold up a finger since no one can hear you. Which number? He's going two. Two. Number two. Joe says uh, Dickens Cider. Jeff, which number? I'm going with Hard Insider. Great pick. All right. Talent. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this. This is uh, probably one of the most interesting beer or cider or not a ciders that we've ever done. Um, Dickens, great author. So I can definitely see Dickens Cider as being uh, an, a real cider because that's a great author. You know, Christmas Carol, those types of things. Moist Insider. Um, I feel like when, you know, I've tasted a bunch of cider tonight and I feel like that, that seems appropriate. I'm going to go with the first time in cider. Cause I, I feel like that maybe isn't the most appropriate. And so I'm going to say that maybe that isn't the, the cider. No, no, We're choosing the one that it really is a cider. I'm throwing. Oh, it has to be really a cider. Well, I'm going to think Dickens. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dickens cider. Dickens cider has got to be it. He's the best author of the group. And I mean, the stuff that that guy wrote, Tale of Two Cities, Christmas Carol, those types of things. It's got to be Dick Insiders. You know, I'm going to go with that one. Okay, Dick Insider. <laughs> All right. None of those are ciders except for Harden Cider. Harden Cider is actually a real cider. Harden Cider. Oh, okay. Yeah, Harden Cider. Harden Cider. I don't even know that that was an option. I don't think I heard that, but that's amazing to me. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the first and last edition of Cider or Not a Cider. Join us next time for our regular editions of Beer or Not a Beer. Be good humans. Honestly, probably the yeah. funniest Cider or Not yeah. a Cider I think I've ever yeah. done. I actually cried. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. Thank you, Doctor. ILB team, I know I've had a change of heart. Anybody else had a change of heart? On, oh, I'm, uh, I'm going to jump right on that bandwagon now. I think I'm a cider guy. Um, so I want to thank the I want to thank the Berg, the Berg for enlightening me and opening my eyes. Yeah, thanks. Um, to, thanks uh, to what the possibilities are with regards to cider. Thanks for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. I want to say that I was already there with the Padre on this. Uh, and this just solidified my appreciation for the ciders. That pineapple cider was delicious. Thanks, Jack. Hey, in the morning when I want some juice, I'm going to have that. I don't know if I'm a cider guy, but if it means the doc keeps doing that episode, then then I'm in. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yes. So thank you, Jack, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your story and a few ciders with us. Listeners, as always, thank you. And keep sharing our podcast with your beer-drinking friends and your cider-drinking friends now and your gin and tonic-drinking dad. Whatever gets us more <laughs> followers, we'd appreciate it. 
Even your seltzer drinking friends, I guess. At uh, this point. We have to draw a line. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Jeez. Not there yet, no. Visit our website, I like beerthepodcast.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Spread the word. We'd love to keep cidering. But right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N, beer run. B double E double R U N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N, beer run.